Hi, my name is Yasmin Tarehi, and this is Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Today's episode is about Feng Shui for abundance and prosperity and love with Marie Diamond. On today's episode, we'll be featuring Marie Diamond, one of the world's top transformational leaders, speakers, and best-selling authors. She's the only European star featured in The Secret. She also merges her intuitive knowledge of the law of attraction with her studies of quantum physics, meditation, feng shui, and dowsing to transform the success of individuals and corporations. Her clients include billionaires, A-list celebrities, writers, speakers, CEOs, Fortune 500 companies, governments, and more than 300,000 students online. I'm so excited to introduce Marie today. Marie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Yasmin, for having me. I'm so excited for today. (laughs) Likewise. I have listened to a lot of your videos. I have actually implemented a lot of your tips and tools and tricks. So I'm really excited for the audience to have a window into your philosophy around feng shui. Um, It dramatically changed my life when I started implementing your tips and tricks and tools. Um, So for I think for people that are new to feng shui in general, can you tell us what feng shui means? Of course, and I'm happy that you already explored <laughs> feng shui. Um, so feng shui, the words mean wind and water, and it's really about the flow state, the flow energy. And it's about 4,000-year-old energy system that was um, founded in China, and it's only since the 1980s that uh, this actually started being implemented more in the Western um, areas. And um, for me, feng shui is really um, the law of attraction, but uh, using your environment, using your home, your office to attract uh, success and abundance, to attract more health, well-being, romance, and uh, spiritual growth. And so uh, feng shui for me is um, a missing link um, for many people as they have been focusing a lot on their spiritual growth. They have been focusing a lot on on their self-improvement, but they kind of forgot that the place where they live, work, and sleep is affecting them nonstop. And that is what feng shui is about. Amazing. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think a lot of people who are on uh, a spiritual path or maybe um, a self-knowledge path, like you said, have focused entirely on their own mind and their own body, but haven't really paid attention to their surroundings. And, you know, it's so interesting how subtle feng shui is, um, you know, how one small change could actually make a really big impact on the way that you see yourself within a space. So I'd love to talk about Uh, feng shui in relationship to cultivating love or abundance. Do you have any key principles or tips about feng shui for both of those um, themes? Yeah. So um, the first thing I want you to um, become aware of your space, right? So a lot of people, you know, we put some things around when we move into uh, the place where we live or work or sleep. And then we kind of leave it there, right? And it kind of builds up some clutter. It builds up, you know, some, you know, areas where you're like, yeah, I just put things there. And and it's it's not even a match, right? We're, we're just 
seeing it as a place to drop things off somehow. And so the first area is I want the first thing I want you to do is become aware of it. So I want you to think if you would be the universe, if you would be God within you and you would open the door uh, to your apartment or to your home, what is it that that God being in you is seeing? Like what is it um, paying attention to uh, consciously and subconsciously? So I want you to walk through your house, like at your entrance, to your living space, to your bedroom, to your workspace, your kitchen. You know, just walk literally um, physically in a more conscious way and see what what is there, right? And so the first thing people already will know, they're like, oh, my God, you know, if God would come in here cluttered <laughs> or it's chaotic or it doesn't match or, you know. But I want you to think about it that everything that is around you is what I call like a three-dimensional vision board. And people that have seen The Secret will talk about, you know, the law of attraction and, uh, and, and making vision boards. But what if everything around you is affecting you nonstop, subconsciously? Every image that is there, every way you position yourself, it is all surrounding you. And therefore, it gives, it gives you daily signals. Like each time you're there, it gives you a signal to your subconscious mind. So that's the first step I want you to do is to be aware of everything that is there and kind of making notes to yourself like, oh, that is that affecting my success? Is affecting my prosperity, my abundance, my romance? Oh, this is not so good. So the entrance, first of all, is a place of abundance or should be a place of abundance. And most people, they have shoes on the ground, they have coats hanging there, uh, they have perhaps some boxes from Amazon that arrived, right? So they're all there. And But your entrance should be a place of space as much as possible, um, a place of harmony, place of welcoming energy, because the entrance is the area where you welcome prosperity, where you welcome romance. So look around what is there. If there is an image of a lonely person there, then you're kind of saying to the universe, Anyone that stays here will be by themselves, will not be in a relationship. If there's an, uh, you know, dried up flowers, well, that's not really a symbol of um, prosperity, right? So you, everything that is chaotic, you need to put away, like shoes in the box, coats in the closet, um, or something warm and welcoming, like, a, let's say, a, a crystal, a candle, family pictures, um, if you can, a beautiful landscape where you come in, you're like, I'm feeling welcome, could be an orchid, something where you feel, oh, I'm at home, right? That's the first place. It's a place where I attract. Each time you walk in, you attract positive energy into your home. Or do you immediately say, because there's a mirror opposite the door, you immediately say, to everything that comes in, get back out, right? So be careful about what is there. The second thing, um, you know, then is the place of your living room. You know, go into your living area, the living space, and what is there? Are you welcoming the prosperity? Do you see the, the people coming in? That's one of the first things I always say to people. If you want prosperity and abundance, make sure you're always in a power position, and a power position means that you are always sitting in such a way that the people that come in from the hallway 
uh, into the space that you're in, you can see them. So the sofa can never be with a back to the door. It has to be against a wall. So you can welcome people to sit with you, right? So that's a first thing um, that you need to look at. And then is it again welcoming? Is it warm? Um, has it warm colors? Um, so you feel like, yeah, there's, there's space, you know, for prosperity to show up. And of course, you know, the, the romance level is always focused, first of all, on the bedroom. And so go into your bedroom and see like, is there space for romance? Is there space for a partner? Or is it just a bed with one pillow, one nightstand? Um, or is there two nightstands, two lamps, you know, two pillows, the space for that other person to come in? And especially in the bedroom, always check out what is there as images. If there's an image of, um, you know, lonely people. Uh, I was recently in somebody's bedroom and they had an image of a woman that was blindfolded. <laughs> and I said, well, well, you're not even seeing the man that wants to come in your life because she was looking for a man. And she was like, oh, my God. So she put it away. We put an image of a, a couple, and uh, she, she met a, a beautiful a person. So it, it's like that's the whole thing. You're opening yourself up to what is there, what hangs above your headboard, right? Um, definitely try to avoid water because it creates um, more frustration and emotional energy. So you know, is there space in the closet, the space in your in your bathroom for another person to show up? Yeah. So make space for it. That's one of the key points of feng shui. And of course, you know, in prosperity, you also look, how is your space in the place where you work, where you sit, if that's at home, if that's in um, your office, or if you have your own workspace into your home, um, do you see the people coming in? So never sit with your back to the door, never sit with your desk against the wall, because when you do that, you actually are hitting the wall. You're not ever going to attract prosperity. There's no CEO. There's no president. There is no queen or king that ever would sit with their desk against the wall or with their back towards the people coming into the room. So think that you need to sit yourself up as a queen, as a king, as a president. Um, so making sure you have a good chair, a beautiful desk, um, space in front of you and as you're doing that and organizing your space around you to to that is prosperous prosperous and that it is um, organized and decluttered that is where you start attracting good feng shui mm, amazing i love uh these anecdotal stories too about some of your previous clients um, and then particularly in the romance and bedroom area I remember, and I'd love for you to share some feng shui no-nos, like what should people get rid of immediately? So like you said, um, a person by themselves. Um, it's funny because I, when I first uh, listened to you, I realized that I was doing a lot of feng shui no-nos, you know, the water, <laughs> a picture of, of grease overlooking the water above my headboard, a huge mirror in front of my bed, um, you know, pictures of a, a woman by herself with a dove. I mean, it was just you know, everything, I was doing everything wrong. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I made a lot of changes. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if, uh, if, you know, you mentioned that the colors in your bedroom, um, should be a, a particular color. Cause I had a lot of, I want to say blues and greens. And I remember that you mentioned, um, that you should have more warmer colors in the, in the bedroom. So I'm yeah, curious if you could speak about that and other just feng shui no-nos in general. Yeah. So, well, you already mentioned a few. So, <laughs> so one of them definitely for uh, romance is that you have to be careful with mirrors in your bedroom. So if you have a mirror reflecting your bed, so to the side of your bed or opposite your bed, is that when you wake up, the, the only thing you see is yourself, but you're actually doubling your loneliness. You're doubling the person that's already there. So the universe is kind of saying, oh, you already have someone, <laughs> you know, you already double. <laughs> Um, and when you have a relationship, then you're actually saying, I'm attracting other people into my relationship. So try to avoid mirrors opposite uh, your bed. And if they are there, cover them at night, at least. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, colors in the bedroom, there are some colors I, I always try to avoid. Definitely blue, because blue is water in feng shui. And when we have like blue walls, we're much more um, emotional. It's like we are surrounded by water. And, you know, if you're surrounded by water, you're drowning energetically. You're drowning spiritually and emotionally. And so try to take that uh, out. You know, when you have green, um, green can be a very warm color. But, you know, during the night, we are not in nature. You know, we are... Um, we need to be connected with the earth, the warm earth to rest. So when we have green around us, our subconscious mind is kind of feeling that we are out during the daylight. And so it's actually the opposite. We need to have um, the, the energy of comfort, the energy of going back a little bit to the womb energy, to the mother energy. And that's why earth tones are really good. You know, beiges, peaches, browns, roses, um, yellows are very good colors. People wake up much more happier and in better mood, by the way when they have earth tones around them. So that's always a, a plus point. Uh, they're more energized and uh, they feel like ready to go. And you will also fall asleep easier um, with earth tones. A tone that I would definitely try to avoid is also reds. Now you can put little items of red, like red, like a pillows or something, but like red walls, um, it's an element of fire and Again, a fire element is something we want during the day and not at night. So we are having a harder time to fall asleep. We're too active. The body can never really come to rest and into harmony. So these are like um, colors that I would um, try to avoid or some that I would really go for. Um, other no-nos is that we try to avoid anything that is uh, sharp, and spiky, like sharp plants or spiky plants. Um, we try to avoid it. First of all, in the bedroom, plants, is, as I always say, again, it, it helps to remind us that we are in nature and that's not where we are asleep. Um, so in the living room and so on, you can have plants, but always make sure there's, there's lush plants, round leaves, flowery plants so anything like cactus you know keep that outside or, or yucca plants keep that outside um of your the space 
where you are living, sleeping, or working, because otherwise you get faster criticized or there's um, miscommunication uh, happening. In it. So we try to avoid that. Um, of course, clutter, we already talked about it. I always say what you don't see does not affect you. So if you have clutter, put it in the closet, <laughs> right? And take time till you are ready to declutter the closet. Um, but it really will affect whatever you see because your visual mind is responding to that. Um, and, you know, another thing that is, I think, a, a no-no is that you need to, especially um, around you, people put sometimes things that are like small items, like small images, small pictures, you know, think about if you want prosperity, you want things that have size. Yeah. So it's better to have this one uh, beautiful painting instead of 10 small paintings. Yeah. Because your mind goes into being small. Or if you have, um, I, I remember this woman and she was like, she was saying to me, like, I want income streams. Um, I want, you know, really, you know, get promotion. And I said to her, but everything around you is small. She had this collection of all small cats and dogs, <laughs> like hundreds of Right. And I said to her, but what are you saying? You know, everything needs to stay small in my mind. And so I asked her to let it go, to put it in a box, put like, you know, some bigger, um, beautiful pictures. Don't do small pictures, do a few bigger pictures, um, bigger statues, a bigger plant. And she's like, it was amazing how everything started growing literally in her mind. And because of after that, it was also in her bank account. Wow. Wow. So fascinating. Um, and what about, uh, like you said, pictures, so you said plants that are like desert plants. Um, what about pictures with, you know, things like the desert or, uh, things that kind of don't have maybe a level of like richness to them? Is that also kind of a, a no, no? Yeah, it is. I remember this one man and he had beautiful images of the deserts. Like he was living in, um, New Mexico and the beautiful, you know, uh, desert uh, paintings with beautiful cactus. And I said, what is your your business? He said, I'm in the music industry. Well, I said, well, there's nobody, nobody singing in the desert, right? <laughs> so I asked him to move that. And he said, it's really interesting since I put that out there. It's like nobody's calling me. Um, it's like I've, I've been living in the desert. And I said, yeah, but you're reminding yourself all the time, this is the way I want to live. So always think, what if it's there and it gives me signals to my subconscious mind and that is how it's ultimately going to happen, would you keep it there? So you will try to avoid deserts and winter landscapes and even, you know, uh, waterfalls. You just, you know, think about would you if a waterfall would be really there, would you feel okay with all this water or images of wild animals? You know, I had people putting like, um, I remember this woman and she had two um, wild tiger, like tigers, um, statues, like as, as nightstands next to her. Like they were like, like real tiger level, right? And I said to her, well, nobody dares to come into your bed, <laughs> right? <laughs> so funny, you know, I get people over and they're interested and they come to my living room and they never get into my bedroom. And I said, well, you know, you're actually telling you I'm not open for it. I'm gardening, uh, you know, I'm a, I have guards against me, against mm -hmm. all this. So 
you have to be careful wild animals whatever is there always tell yourself and ask yourself if it really would be there how would i feel like you come in a living room and the first thing you see is this big image of an elephant Literally, there's an elephant in the room, right? Conscious mind does not make a difference between an image and a reality. And that's why, for example, the athletes, they will uh, train themselves to visualize to do their race um, because as they're doing that, their muscles start reacting as they are doing the race. Their brain waves start reacting as they are doing the race. So that's exactly what happens in our home. Everything that is there reflects into our subconscious mind, and that is exactly what we're going to happen. So you need to start looking around you and thinking, is this what I want in my life? And if not, take it away. Mm, wow, that's powerful. I'm, you know, it's funny that you're talking about animals because I'm staring at a painting of a big horse. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'd want a horse in my living room, but it's quite beautiful. So <laughs> probably very beautiful. It's better room than in a bedroom. I had ones in a bedroom. And so whenever somebody came in, the first thing they saw was a big horse above their headboard. Now telling me, would you sleep if the horse would be above your head? <laughs> I don't think so. Right? <laughs> so sleep, literally, they couldn't fall asleep. And the moment we put it away, you know, without giving them extra, you know, uh, sleeping tablets, they fell asleep because the subconscious is suddenly calming down and saying, I am safe. Mm, wow. So interesting. Um, Marie, what are some major themes that you've seen when working with uh, folks? Because it seems like you've worked with people all over the world. Are there any common themes that always emerge, uh, regardless of culture, regardless of uh, geography? Um, just curious, you know, what, what keeps coming up? What do you see over and over again that most people make mistakes with? Yeah, I, I would say, um, one of the major mistakes I see, and that is independently culture, race, uh, background is if people are looking for prosperity, if they're looking for abundance, they will have the wrong setup of their office, uh, of the place where they work. Like I said, and I want to repeat it because it's Make always sure that when you work, even if you're looking at a computer screen, that when you look up, that you're able to see the people coming into the door, even if you work at home and nobody will ever come to that space. It is because when you look at the door, what happens is, and we have done many tests, is that your brain waves will actually go into alpha brainwave. And when we're in alpha brainwave, we're always optimistic, concentrated think outside of the box, we are creative. When we are sitting with our back to the door and we turn our desk um, against the wall or we're looking out of the window and with our back to the door, our brainwave will go into beta. And in beta, we are not focused, we're not concentrated, and we are seeing more the problems instead of the solutions. And so just that simple turnaround, and this is something I pick up everywhere, and everybody always has the major results with that, is that they're feeling like solutions are coming their way. Uh, they feel more positive about the future because if you're with your back to the door or against the wall or against the window, you feel like you don't see the future, like you start um, living more in the past. And um, so I've seen people gaining money, gaining 
better promotions, people receiving more recognition, um, more different income streams because they put themselves in the right direction. The second thing what I always suggest to people is to make sure you try to face the right direction. So everybody has what we call a personal energy number and is between one and nine. And based on that, you have uh, always a success direction. And a success direction is a compass direction. Uh, so it could be south, east, west, north, southeast, and so forth. And so when in your success direction, in your office, you have there the wrong items, the wrong images, perhaps you have a garbage bin, perhaps you have uh, you know, storage there, or you have clutter there, their success and prosperity is never able to happen. So when people go to mariediamond.com, they can click on get your free energy report and you put in your your birthday and your gender and it's your birth gender. And when you put that in there, you will get a report with your number and your directions. And when you have your directions, you will actually then connected with the app. I have a special free app that people can download, Mary Diamond app, where again, they can put in their birthday, their gender, and with the app, they can find in any room where is their success direction. And if you look at your success direction and it's the wrong information there, your success, your prosperity will never happen. You will always feel you're kind of against the wind. You like you're, you're, you have to work so hard and you don't get the results that you desire. And when you change that around, the simple things, putting yourself in a good direction, activating your success direction, suddenly people feel the wind is with them. It becomes easier, effortless. It's like... People sometimes say to me, it's like magic starts happening, but it's not magic. It is because you are in the right flow and you activated your success energy. And once you know your success direction, that's forever. That's for the rest of your life. That's your success energy. And these are the two things that I've seen in any culture. If they do these two things, life starts changing and they attract more prosperity and more success. And you also have a relationship direction. And so that relationship direction, definitely in your bedroom, you need to activate it with putting romantic images up there. And you have to always remember a single woman, a single man is never a romantic picture. So it could be two hearts, a couple that you put up there, the word love, um, something that when you look at it, it feels inspiring for romance. So you can actually redo your whole space just by uh, going and getting your free energy report. Amazing. I, I actually pulled my report uh, before this chat. I have not implemented it yet, but I have uh, energy number seven, the advisor, and um, it's actually quite lengthy. There's a lot of information in here. So very exciting for folks who want to check that out. Um, you can go to, again, mariediamond.com. Uh, Is that correct? Correct. Yes. And there's a bar that says, get your free energy number and you, you put the information in and you get, I think like 18 pages, uh, information and you can start practicing right away and connecting with the, the free app. You can actually start looking at uh, every place in your home and, and just start, um, redirecting the energy towards success and prosperity and romance. Amazing. And Marie, what do you, what do people do when they're on vacation or traveling, or I guess in a pre-COVID world or pre-quarantine world, when people were on the road a lot, 
Um, do you, I mean, what do you do when you travel? Do you check out a space and, you know, kind of, uh, take things down or <laughs> add in your own feng shui? <laughs> yes. Well, I always have, first of all, uh, I always have a, a big scarf with me because when I come in the hotel room, there's always a, um, a television just across the, um, the bed and uh, many televisions, they reflect uh, with reflective glass. They are actually acting as mirrors. So I always cover the mirror. I always feel much uh, sleep better. And um, I always use my app and I make sure in the good directions in that room, I will definitely not put my luggage um, because I don't want to create storage and create clutter in the good directions. I always have a little, what I call my feng shui kit. So I always have like a book of myself with me and my business cards and, um, you know, a little version of my vision board. And I put it in my success direction in any hotel room or any place or Airbnb, wherever I go. And I always have a picture of my family with me and my team and I always put it in my relationship direction and I always have supplements like vitamin supplements I put in my health direction so I kind of always create a little bit of an area even if I stay one night there but for sure if you stay more than nine days in a room that is not yours it's important to redirect the energy because feng shui starts really affecting you after nine days in the same space mm, wow Fascinating. Uh, Marie, I'd love to talk a little bit about dowsing um, because it's a subject that I think has not quite achieved mainstream um, recognition. At least, you know, in in my circles, it's it's more well known, but I think the mainstream audience might be very new to dowsing. Um, I'm curious if you could share a little bit of information about what dowsing is, um, why it's also an important um, process for for having a healthy home. And I think what when I read about it was so interesting to me was why dowsing is so important for where you sleep specifically. Yeah, of course. So, you know, um, dowsing... Um, you know, is a very ancient system um, in many cultures. So you have it in China, in Egypt was known, it was known by the Druids, the shamans in North, Northern um, Europe. Um, so it is actually what they used it for originally. What is, I'm sure you had grandparents or grandmothers that were using it, there was, was to find water. So they, they would call it witching. You know, they would be like looking for water with uh, two um, wooden sticks. Right. And so they they knew that when they would find water, they would find a well and then they would drill for the water. And um, so that's how in for thousands of years, people were using that information. Um, in today's world, we work with dowsing now with copper sticks, copper rods, and we're looking for also underground water, but not we can do it for wells. Um, but it's also we can check where there is underground water in your under your home, because when you are sleeping um, on a place where there's underground water, like it could be a, a, a pipe, it could be a, a creek, it could be an aqua field, could also be a disturbance in the earth, like a fault line or um, a tunnel, right? Uh, when you're sleeping on top of it, it actually 
creates a break in the aura field of the earth. And when you sleep on such a break, exactly where that breaking point is, is where the part of your body that sleeps on it, that is on it during your sleep, is actually also breaking. And so your immune system will go down. And especially when you have a crossing of this geopathic stress, as we call that, that is where we see that people, their immune system really break down to get illnesses, uh, tumors, cancer. Uh, of course, it's not the reason why, because, you know, the reason for these things um, can be many, right? Emotional, physical, um, hereditary, but it's very interesting. It it is always where the bro the blockage is of the underground water, where then the disease will kind of break out, and so you can actually cure that. Yeah, so we have specific. Um, it's like acupuncture in a way. So we are checking out where are these the blockages and instead of putting needles on your skin as acupuncturist we're actually putting um, copper sticks in um, the floor um, of the house and it kind of stops that negative frequency and people start sleeping so much better also people that have a hard time um, you know getting children uh, we have had many positive uh, situations with that that people start finally getting a baby because if the stress comes over their womb they actually have a hard time to conceive um, i had myself this experience i had five miscarriages till i know dowsing and then i had my little girl um so um but also the healing practice, but also it raises the vibration of the home. It's not just geopathic stress. We can look at electromagnetic fields, um, influences that are happening in our house. And what people, the first that they feel once that is doused is that it becomes peaceful. There's an energy that shifts. Um, and then people are much more in harmony. They are less fighting. They're, there's less miscommunication. Um, children, um, you know, that don't want to fall asleep in their bed suddenly are so happy in their bed or um, areas where you know, the animals are fighting all the time. Suddenly they are like, you know, calm and peaceful. Um, this is where um, I would say plants are not growing. Suddenly the plants start growing. Um, so it's really interesting. You don't have to believe in it to make this work, right? So this is, it's an ancient system, thousands of years old, probably older than feng shui. Um, and so I brought information from many areas together, um, and set up my own dowsing program. And we have, for that program alone, more than 100,000 people online that have studied that because I felt that if um, there would be one dowser per family, then the whole family would be in such a better place and, and more healthy. And especially as we are now staying more and more in our home, right, we are feeling more affected by that. That's why right now, you know, feng shui and dowsing, what in China was actually used both together next to each other, um, it is so important because this is a missing link of our well-being um, because we are spending, you know, so many hours per day now in our home. And if our home is not uplifting, if it's not a higher vibration, it's by the end of the day, we are not energized. We are feeling tired because you're in a space that makes you tired. Mm. 
Wow. So interesting. I, I actually um, want to learn a lot more about that. And I will likely look into your class because there's not that many um, programs on dowsing. I mean, it still feels like it's a a topic that's not widely discussed. Um, so I'm I'm definitely curious about it. Um, well, you can go to the website and there's a specific page on dowsing okay. on my website where you have some more YouTube videos to understand already what it is. And it's a very simple video program and it's not so hard to learn. Uh, people sometimes think, oh, you know, I had um, people from all over the world that are using it. And the great thing is once you know it, you can use it over and over again for your family, for yourself, for your friends, and really, you know, make a big difference in people's life. Wow. Amazing. Okay. I will definitely check that out. Marie, what's sort of like the process that you go through when someone um, asks you for help on feng shui? Um, what's kind of the first thing that you look at when you work with someone? Maybe you could walk us through the process. Like what, is it, what does it look like to have a session with you? And I imagine that you're probably already booked, um, you know, quite a bit, but do you still do one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions with people? Yeah, I still do one-on-one -on -one sessions, and if I don't have the time for that, we have a team of people that um, are trained and certified by me that uh, we can always bring uh, and work with you. So you can go in person, right? But that's not always the times, right? And I still do that. I still travel, um, and the, the possibilities I have um, – or we can do things online. So the first thing is that we always um, work, first of all, there are two major aspects because we are using the traditional feng shui um, and that's based on the compass. So we always first check with your birthday, right? And the birthdays of everyone that's in your home and check out, um, you know, first of all, the front door. The front door is a key aspect because it's where the mouth of prosperity is coming in. And so um, the front door is the degree of the front door gives us a lot of details already based on when you moved in um, or when you bought the place. Uh, and then from there, it's like there's a flow of chi and we look at the floor plan, you know, where is the bedroom located? Where is the kitchen? Um, how does that affect you and your family? This The locations of these places. Um, we can immediately, um, it's almost like you, you read a home in a way, right? So you're literally people don't really have to say anything to me. I just need some details of their birthday. And then I'm going in and I read their home and I say like, this is going on in your life. And this, you know, I remember I, I spoke once to this very, very famous um, author, probably the most famous author on uh, romance. And so I came to his front door and I, I didn't even walk in and I stood there with my compass and I said, well, there is no way in the world that you two are still sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like the degree of that front door gave me that indication and when they moved in um, and indeed that was the case and they were on the edge of divorce and we we changed things around um, in the house colors you know sometimes images uh, we always try to it's like acupuncture we try to activate the energy we try to reduce the, the negative stress. I try to avoid, you know, uh, you know, doing too much, uh, 
you know, innovations and, and redecorations, but just to replace things and sometimes painting something or putting images in the right place, moving uh, desks um, in a perfect angle because everybody has certain degrees that are, we call it golden points where literally people, their prosperity starts working immediately. Um, the bedroom, the positioning of the bed, that all can really affect um, getting you all the time more and more in what we call an alpha state. And um, and then we also do dowsing. We, we never do feng shui without dowsing because let's say I put your desk somewhere and that desk is on a stress zone, then even if the desk is in a good direction, you will start having headaches or you will start feeling quicker tired. Or if I put your bed in the right direction um, in your bedroom, but it is with geopathic stress, then you probably will attract romance, but you will feel more unhealthy, you know, and, and start having more and more immune problems. So we always bring that together. That's actually what the original feng shui masters did thousands of years ago. They would, uh, you know, work with the uh, the, the elite uh, at that time of the, of China, the emperor, the empress. They would always check the creating the floor plan, ad adapting it with the right colors, the images, the forms, and then always do the dowsing. And so when I learned all this, you know, in the early 90s, um, for me, it was like, wow, you know, everybody should know this information. So I really created systems um, where people can learn with me or people can do consulting with me. I mean, some people love to learn. And that's why I created amazing programs, online programs, video programs that people can really learn themselves. It goes slower than doing a consultation, of course. Um, but some people really love that. And for me, it felt like I want hundreds of thousands of people and more to know this information and talk about it. So it's not like something that only belongs in the Asian you know, area, but it's it's for something for everyone. And of course, people that feel like, hey, I don't want to study. We have a team um, that works with me or with my uh, certified team uh, to help with them in person or online. And we can do, um, I would say, almost 99% of what we do in person, we can do it online. Wow. So, um, so because we have Zoom now and we have Skype now, and <laughs> we can see the visuals. So that's why we can really do a lot. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, Marie, what has surprised you the most uh, about Feng Shui and your work? Mm. Well, um, you know, I first started working as a spiritual teacher. I started talking about enlightenment and um, teaching people about meditation. And I still have um, a big following on that level from my students and teaching a lot about that. But um, at a certain point, I could see that people were not going to the next level of their spiritual growth. And um, it was the same for me when I was 15 and um, I had a near-death experience and I asked my spiritual teacher after being almost dead, um, like, what did I do wrong? I mean, I've been meditating. So I would meditate since I was seven. So wow. I was like, you know, 
a very long time meditating already and I was doing all the right things. I was like a role model of a spiritual <laughs> teenager. And he said, but you have bad slavery. And I'm like, what's that? And he said, you know, if your environment is not the foundation, you know, the right foundation for your enlightenment, your enlightenment cannot happen. Mm -hmm. And so he said, that's why people, when go to monasteries, they go to mountains to have high prana, high vibration, so they could reach enlightenment. And he said, but in today's world, we'll need to do it from your home because there's millions and millions of people that are ready to wake up, he said. And that cannot happen by all of them going to India or to Tibet or Nepal. They, they have to enlighten from their home. And so when I started teaching, um, meditation, I start seeing that people, I couldn't get them to over certain spiritual blockages. And that is when I start really uh, looking into feng shui that I already had practiced for myself. I started, you know, implementing and teaching people. And, and that's when I saw people jumping uh, through difficult spiritual blockages. They were going into initiations and they were, their um, mind was so much easier to bring, to receive the light. The heart was so much more open. So I think that has been the most incredible for me. Um, so for me, when I practice feng shui and dowsing, for me, it's to enlighten people and uh, to reach, to create more enlightened people because my big vision is to reach more than 500 million people and to enlighten them. And so that's the vision I got when I was 15 after my near-death experience. And so I know by being in the secret, we have reached that amount of people, but we're still, you know, helping people to understand. And I've seen each time people use feng shui for prosperity and romance, but the most amazing effect is always that people wake up and so even if they're using it for their family, they're like, my family is so closed off. Suddenly their family is opening up. They are opening up more to spirituality, to meditation, to God, to the universe. And that has been the greatest gift from this work. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. I love that that is your mission. And I, I can't believe that you started meditating at the age of seven. Was this something that your family uh, encouraged you to do or did you find it yourself? No, my family uh, was very Catholic <laughs> from background. So I was I was used to pray a lot, you know, to do prayers and, and going to the mass. And I was a very religious child. But no, I, I, I was so lucky to have a, um, a spiritual master coming my way when I was seven. I was apparently ready at that time already. Yeah. Wow. Lucky you. I think for most of us, we like discovered it much later in life. So <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Marie, can you tell us a little bit briefly um, about your time on uh, the, the movie The Secret? Because uh, you were the only European uh, guest on The Secret. So I'm, I'm just curious if you could tell us about the journey. And we actually had uh, another guest on the show who's also on The Secret, um, Marcy Shimoff, and a couple others coming up as well. So it's it's been on my radar. It keeps coming up on my radar, the, the movie The Secret. So I just wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, you know, at a certain point, I was in, um, originally from Belgium. So I was like quite successful already um, in the spiritual world. I, I uh, attracted the most people in my conferences of any teacher. But, you know, I, I felt like I was here to enlighten more than 500 million people. So um, I... Um, 
I started putting uh, implemented in my feng shui items from America because I want to to go to America. And so as I um, certain one day I, I started teaching in America and um, one of the first um, one of my first students actually was Marcy Shimov. So it's really interesting. <laughs> no way. Wow. So, um, she was like one of my first 30 students um, <laughs> in my life in America. So um, but. When I uh, lived in America, I put up my vision board and I put a little yellow post-it note and I put on it, I'm going to be in a movie seen by millions of people that will transform the world. And because I was living in San Francisco and I thought like, hey, that's not so far from Hollywood. You know, I don't know whatever way that's going to be. Um, But um, I also put an Oscar, um, a fake Oscar out. I put my name on it, Marie Diamond 2006, because I thought like I need a few years. I was like 2002. (laughs) And um, so within two weeks, actually that I put it out Marcy Shimov walked into my room of my conference room and she was blown away by my work and she immediately wanted me to do her feng shui her dowsing I mentored her and so she immediately uh, started sharing me with her colleagues you know John Gray Bob Proctor Jack Canfield and so um I um Jack Enfield invited me together with Marcy to the Transformation Leadership Council. And um, I mean, Marcy at that time had already sold millions of books and I just was known by about 500 people by that time uh, in America. So I was just a startup, to be honest, but I had a big vision. And um, so Jack invited me in and I asked Jack, but, you know, I'm, all these people that are so famous that are in this room. And he said, yeah, but one day you'll be as famous as everybody else. Wow. And I was like, OK, he believes in me. Right. And um, so that is when, like, the third time we came together in this group, that's when the movie was filmed. And two weeks before the movie was filmed, I had this dream of this blonde woman with half blonde hair. And she said in my dream, when I'm, uh, when I'm with you, pay attention. Yeah. I'm from Australia, she said in my dream. And so two weeks, three weeks, probably top later, I was in the meeting and there was... Uh, I was sitting way in the back because I was still very shy because all these very famous, successful people. And I was like, just start up. Right. And um, so I was sitting way in the back and there was a place open next to me. And this woman comes sitting next to me with blonde hair, half blonde, half long. And she said, hi, my name is Rhonda Byrne. I'm from Australia and I'm, I'm <laughs> doing a movie here. And I, we do interviews and I said, I pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my first television interview ever, just me. Oh, I'd never been in front of the camera at that point. Yeah. And um, so, um, so that's actually how I got in the movie. And, but, you know, there were many people she interviewed, but there were 24 she picked out and so six months later I remember when we saw the movie a lot of successful people came to me and said but Marie why are you in this movie I mean we're much more famous we have so much more books and I just told them well was it on your vision board it was definitely (laughs) online oh my gosh wow I want to go and uh and recreate a new vision board for 2021 because I put things on there that are just like you know you know I mean, 
things like the Nobel Peace Prize and the same thing, you know, Oscars. And, um, but I, I, I love that there's a precision with the way that you, um, you know, you manifested these things. I mean, and especially like working with your, the dreams and your intuition, because I think a lot of people are, are, you know, maybe working with one thing, but not working with a lot of different modalities, um, and ways of knowing. So it's really cool to to hear that you, yeah, that you had a lot of different touch points. Amazing. Yeah. And also put your, I put my vision board and Oscar in my success direction, right? So that's the key point. So, because it's not just making it, it's the location of the vision board that makes a big difference. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I will, I'm going to read through um, the report that I got and put it in my success direction. You should put it in the Northwest for you, right? The Northwest. Does it matter which room? Uh, well, I, I would say your bedroom, your office, I would not put in the living room because, you know, like other people see it. Right. So for me, it's in my uh, success direction, in my office and still there, you know, I always, you know, I have so many things, uh, uh, you know, manifested because of my vision board in my success direction. Wow. Okay. All right. I will do that. <laughs> um, Marie, what do you want to tell our listeners as like a final takeaway about their health and wellness, um, especially with this year? I mean, what what is sort of your your final message to people, if you could tell them anything? Yeah. Well, you know, um, in this year of the COVID-19, a lot of people kind of stopped dreaming a little bit. You know, they were like, they were in a little bit of crisis. Some went introvert, woke up. But I, I, I believe, you know, 2021 is definitely a year where we need to start dreaming again. You know, that's why making your vision board, your dream board, um, start making goals. You know, I, I know some people say, well, you know, a lot of these goals cannot manifest. You know, uh, all my goals have manifested this year um, because we sometimes think we, you know, this is not possible. This is not possible. We limit ourselves. But, you know, when we are dreaming, when we are uh, implementing your home as a, a three-dimensional dream board in a way, um, you will see that the universe can still bring all what you desire and all what you want. Perhaps it won't bring you, you know, to go to Egypt right away on a travel <laughs> or to Bali, you know, um, but so many other things can really manifest. And so be open to it. Uh, dream, be open and um Keep moving forward. You know, it's it's um, it's not because there's a crisis outside in the world that there must be a crisis in your heart. Mm, beautiful. Wow. And, um, you know, I think for folks who want to start creating their vision boards, I think that's also just a, a great start to a new future, right? Because um, I think we've cleared a lot in 2020. We've we've moved things that don't serve us anymore. Um so thank you so much. Are there any resources that you can point folks to that they so they can learn more about you? So mariediamond.com is the uh, website that I have. Is there anything else? Of course. So you can um, go to YouTube channel, Marie Diamond. So there's many videos that are present there where you can really learn so much. Of course, go to my Instagram uh, at Marie Diamond 8, 8 stands for infinity. Um, there are every week several videos that are brought forward from my team where I teach you uh 
tips and, and wonderful steps to, to change your life. So these are the, the two major resources that you can go to. Amazing. Amazing. Marie, thank you so much for your time. This was such a lovely conversation. I'm just ecstatic that we got a chance to connect. Um, and I, I feel like it's going to, the information from the show is going to really help um, so many people's lives. So thank you so much for your generosity. You're so welcome, Jasmine, and good luck with everything. Bye, everyone. Thank you. And for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening. In this episode, we learned about Feng Shui for Abundance, Love, and Prosperity with Marie Diamond. And you can tune in to Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Thanks again.